Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. An important part of improving your eating habits is being able to improve your ability to distinguish between physical hunger and emotional hunger. Most likely if you're an emotional eater, then chances are the millisecond that you're detecting internal discomfort, which isn't necessarily physical hunger, your brain is still signaling for you to seek out food as a way to self-soothe or regulate your nervous system. And being able to pause, take a few breaths, and connect to your body, both your physical body and your emotional body, and begin to get curious, listening to the cues and the sensations, and noticing whether or not what you're experiencing is stemming from physical hunger and true hunger, or if it's actually stemming from an emotional need and emotional discomfort that you're experiencing. And the only way that you're going to start to know this for yourself is to begin to do these awareness practices. You need to be able to slow down the unconscious automatic mechanisms that are driving your eating habits. And when you pause and take a few breaths, you're interrupting the unconscious patterns You're coming into the present moment and therefore empowering yourself in the present moment to both notice and determine, is this physical hunger or emotional hunger? And based on what you discover, you then get to take intentional actions to meet the true hunger. If you're hungry for an emotional release, then you get to do an emotional release practice or process your emotions in healthy and effective ways using a variety of tools and techniques. If you're truly physically hungry, then you get to determine what it is you are truly hungry for. How hungry are you? What is your body craving? And these are all questions of exploration with no right or wrong answer, with no correct answer. In fact, those answers are emergent. They unfold in the present moment as you ask and you listen. But you're going to really struggle to ask and listen if you don't understand how to distinguish between signals of emotional hunger and signals of physical hunger. So in this episode, I'm going to give you five clues, five things to look out for that might help you start to discern between emotional and physical hunger. The first clue is that while physical hunger tends to start gradually and build over time between meals, Emotional hunger often comes up suddenly, almost out of the blue. You know, I used to have the experiences of feeling really great and peaceful, and then suddenly it was like this overwhelming urge and desire took over to go seek out my most highly craved comfort foods, and I couldn't make sense of it with my mind. There was no obvious reason, but it was an undeniable force of, I have to have this. 
When you're dealing with physical hunger, the force is usually a little more subtle and builds over time, right? Between meals or from the time you last ate, as you digest, then the body begins to slowly send you the signal of hunger that will intensify the further away from your last meal you get and the hungrier the physical body gets. The second clue is that physical hunger is often felt within the stomach, there's a lot more physical cues. You might notice that your stomach is rumbling or it feels a little nauseous. There could be a sensation of emptiness in the stomach. You might notice that you develop a headache or if your blood sugar is starting to get low, you might feel a little dizzy or faint or even moody. And these physical sensations are indicators that are pointing to physical hunger. When you're looking at emotional hunger, there aren't going to be the same physical sensations present. Rather, it's going to occur more so in your mind and in your head. You will have thoughts of food, thoughts of wanting to eat, thoughts of I have to have something, or thoughts of I just want to keep eating. But oftentimes those are not accompanied with those physical sensations of hunger. I hear a lot of Clients tell me, you know, I know I'm not physically hungry. I feel full, but there's a desire to keep eating. And so that's a mental desire indicating emotional eating. Now, where this gets gray and tricky is sometimes they are paired. Sometimes our desire to eat is a combination of physical hunger and emotional hunger. And so you want to really tune into what is going on physically as well as what's happening in your mind. What are the thoughts? What are the sort of desires that are arising? So you can notice and ask yourself, first of all, am I physically hungry? Yes. And then also, what am I hungry for? And if the answer is I'm hungry for something that tastes good and is going to make me feel good, you could probe a little bit deeper and ask yourself, how do I think eating this food is going to make me feel? Yesterday, I went and got ice cream. Now, I love ice cream. That is like the treat of choice for my inner child. And when I thought about it, of course, the answer was, oh my gosh, it's going to feel so pleasurable, soothing, fun, enjoyable. And I was okay indulging in ice cream because I was happy to give myself those feelings. But I was also aware of some of the emotional energy that was underlying that desire. I was aware that I had just sort of uncovered, you know, some of these these unworthiness wounds and pains that I had been carrying. I was working with a healer to process them. And so I was both honoring feeling my feelings while also choosing to emotionally satisfy that need for comfort. And I did so in a way that was intentional and empowered, right? I went, I got an ice cream cone. I enjoyed it with pleasure. I wasn't scarfing it down with shame and I did it in between meals. So it was at a time where I was physically hungry and it felt appropriate to feed myself. And so I was able to address both physical hunger and emotional hunger, but I had an awareness that both were occurring and I was intentional with how I was choosing to satisfy both. And the the key here is doing so without shame. Now, the third clue is that when you are dealing with physical hunger, the sort of gradual desire to eat, the physical sensations of hunger that can grow and become louder over time, those will subside once you eat, once you nourish yourself, right? It's like, oh, I'm physically hungry. I ate a meal. I'm now physically full and my desire to eat has stopped. You've maybe experienced something different happening with emotional eating, which is that the sharp desire to eat 
doesn't necessarily go away when you eat that thing. Emotional hunger can be relentless and never satiated because you're not eating for physical hunger. You're eating to get a fill of an emotional feeling or to avoid feeling an inner emotion that doesn't feel good. And as long as you're eating, you're not actually addressing the inner emotion. You're not addressing the fear or the anger or the stress that is arising in your body. Instead, you're stuffing it down with food. So the feeling doesn't actually dissipate or metabolize from your energy body, right? You don't actually feel better when you're emotionally eating. And so you will notice, oh, if you were craving, you know, chips or cookies or ice cream and you ate it, but there's still a desire for more and more and more that is going to indicate you are on the emotional eating roller coaster. The fourth clue is that when you have a desire to eat and it is coming from physical hunger, oftentimes there may be a variety of foods that you're open to eating. It's like I'm hungry and somebody offers me an apple. I'll take it because it's going to satisfy my hunger. I say thank you. When you're dealing with emotional eating, oftentimes not just any food is going to do. You have very specific desires and cravings and nothing else will satisfy. You will become fixated on a specific food, a specific taste, a specific texture, a specific sensation of fullness that you are craving and desiring to experience. And so in those moments, if I'm expressing hunger and you hand me an apple, I'm not going to want it. I'm not going to take the apple. Now, this is just an example, but my point is, right, when you're noticing I feel hungry. What am I hungry for? Go through a variety of foods and see if you're open to, oh yeah, I could go get a salad. Oh yeah. A sandwich sounds good too. Oh, I could be open to just some, some chips, some snacks. Oh, you know what? What I actually could go for is a croissant, you know, go through sort of a, an assortment of different foods and notice if you're open to a variety of foods in that moment, or if there's just one thing in particular that is hooked in your awareness and intention and nothing else will satisfy. You know, I have been there and you've likely been there too, where I have gone out of my way to go get the one thing that my brain is craving. You know, I think I've done it a number of times with things like jumping in my car and going to the supermarket or a store down the street. But I have a few vague memories of times where it was like, no, I have to have like cookie dough ice cream. I'm going to use ice cream as my example today. (laughs) Apparently that is alive in my field. And I I remember driving like 30 minutes out of my way to the the closest store I could find that sold this because I was in a more rural area at that time. In that moment of desire, nothing else would satisfy. I would go to extreme measures of time. I wasted resources with gas and money to ensure I could have the hit of the food I was craving and we could even say addicted to. So that is an indication of emotional eating. And there's a spectrum. So sometimes it may be so intense and obvious I have to have this food. I will do anything. I will push people out of my way to have it. And other times it may be a little more sneaky and subtle, especially if it's paired with physical hunger. And the fifth clue that you might be experiencing emotional hunger instead of physical hunger is that the sensations, the cues to eat something from emotional hunger tend to be sharp and incessant. It doesn't go away until you give in to the desire. 
And this is because there's this sort of mental component, this mental obsession or fixation. And the objective of the mind is I have to get this food so I can alleviate the inner discomfort that I'm feeling, so I can shift how I'm feeling, my internal state. And so the mind is relentless at trying to get you to go seek out the food that it believes is going to help you feel better. When you're experiencing hunger pangs or you know hunger cues and you're starting to feel physically hungry, maybe you've experienced this where they sort of come and go in waves. You know, it's also like when you have to go to the bathroom. I might notice, oh, I'm starting to feel like I need to go to the bathroom, but I can hold it. And so then my brain refocuses on the task at hand. And maybe 30 minutes later, I notice the signal again to go to the bathroom arises a little bit more strongly. And I decide, okay, in 10 more minutes, I'll go. And so then I'm able to focus for 10 minutes and, and sort of the cues are able to fade to the background a little bit and almost be like background noise while you're still able to do other things. So the cues for physical hunger, similarly, you know, will arise and you might notice, oh, I'm starting to feel hungry. Let's, you know, break for lunch in 30 minutes so that I can finish this thing that I'm doing. And you'll be able to refocus, redirect your attention to the task at hand. When we're dealing with emotional hunger, it's a little bit harder to quiet the the voice and the desire to eat. And sometimes this might lead you into this internal dialogue, maybe even internal fight, where now you're caught up in your mind trying to talk yourself out of even wanting the food in the first place. You know, the dialogue is often something like, you're not hungry or you don't want that. And then the other voice is like, yes, I do. I have to have it, right? And so now instead of being able to feel peace and ease and focus on whatever task is at hand, you are looping in your mind trying to fight the desire to eat a food you know you're not actually physically hungry for. And that mental exhaustion is really difficult to deal with. And sometimes the way that we we put an end to the kind of narrative in the mind that is overwhelming is to just give in and go get the food. It's like, fine, I'm just going to have the thing. And then this chatter in my mind will stop and I won't have to be consumed by trying to figure it out. And we just give in because giving in ends the internal turmoil that you're experiencing. Physical hunger isn't that intense a lot of the times. Now, again, the thing to keep in mind is sometimes both arise together simultaneously, and it isn't always black and white, right? There's this sort of intertwined, entangled experience of sensations. And this is why the inner work requires you to really commit to the path and process of getting curious about your own unique experience and discovering for yourself what is happening for you in any moment Because your experience is going to be unique and different moment by moment and day by day and year by year. And it's going to be be different from my experience and your spouse's experiences and your friend's experiences. And so the, the problem that a lot of us encounter is we continue to look outside of ourselves for experts to tell us how we should feel and how we should eat and what we should do. And we just want to plan and we want to follow it with our mind. But that is not working harmoniously with your body and it is not giving you the the knowledge of knowing yourself and having this empowerment of understanding that you know 
what you truly need that you know for yourself when it's emotional hunger, that you know when it's physical hunger and you know how to take care of yourself in loving ways. You know how to nourish the needs of your soul. You know how to nourish your emotional needs and you know how to nourish your physical body in ways that leave you truly feeling good. And this takes practice. So the invitation for you is to begin to practice just at your next meal, you know, maybe even make it a commitment for the next week at mealtime to take a few breaths, to tune into these five cues when you have the desire to eat and to get curious to see if you can start to recognize whether it's emotional hunger or physical hunger, and then begin to practice meeting those needs in ways that truly support you. Now, this is just one piece of the puzzle. The work that I do, the deeper inner work that I do with clients is supporting you to really process the emotional energy and emotional wounds that are driving you to emotionally eat or binge eat in the first place. And sometimes awareness alone isn't enough to liberate the emotional energies. So that's, you know, a subsequent step is what do I actually do with my emotions? And we'll save that for another podcast episode. But before you can even process your emotions effectively, you have to have awareness of what is going on for you. So start with this step, become an expert and master of your own physical and emotional hunger cues. And from there, you will begin to really improve how you take care of yourself. Thanks for tuning in to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future ones. And if you loved it, then please leave a five-star review so that we can share the love with others who may benefit from listening too.